Thanks for tuning in to the Scotsman. I am Brian Priest, and across from me, as always, I've got Mr. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl today? Tram. Super Bowl Sunday sport, uh, Scotsman. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing today. Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl, uh, you know, the real winners are, we've got sliders downstairs. I made some um, Asian wings downstairs. I was not told about sliders or wings. Yeah, I brought so, salsa yeah. in today. Oh, there you go. So, like, when, when we get done, we're going to have a, where are the winners here? So, where are the winners? <laughs> we, we're going to go downstairs yeah. and have a feast while recording we put a, together shows tonight. Recording a USU podcast on Super Bowl Sunday. That's how dedicated we are. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> we we were not able to get in. Scheduling no, evaded yeah. us. So, we, we had to push it back to this weekend. Ended up working out because uh, I'm... It might not say working out if we're going to talk about men's basketball with a couple oh, of losses boy, yeah. this week. But what do you say? Who should we start with football? Everybody loves um, football. Everybody Bla- loves yeah, yeah, Blake Anderson filling out his coaching staff. Um, and so I actually, Ephraim, Ephraim Bonda got promoted to assistant head coach. But I wanted to start uh, as we're looking at this and uh, talk about Tavita Finau. Finau is a guy that got hired by Utah State. He's coming in for his first season with the Aggies. Uh, he played two years at the University of Utah, spent five, six seasons in the NFL, bouncing, bouncing around um, between several different teams, uh, practice squad type of player, but a guy with some really good experience coming in. Uh, Finau has spent, he spent five years with the Orem Tigers, won four state championships in that time. So the man has a resume to come in and, and teach along the defensive line. Do you have any thoughts on, on Finau in that well, addition? Just uh, the additions in, in total, like, nothing personally about either guys, but, um, you know, we, we talked about this being a stepping stone job for, Many head coaches. Uh, I wonder if that means. Uh, no, not it only means, but like when Blake Anderson does move on, are one of these coaches like one of the next coaches in waiting type thing? So I, I think that's a fair question, you know, especially when we look at Ephraim Bronda. He's a, he's been the defensive coordinator for the last two seasons with mm-hmm. the Aggies, and he gets promoted to assistant head coach, and so you do you do have to ask those questions at that point. Is this a, a long-term succession plan in mm-hmm. place at Utah State? Is this something that the athletics department and, and Blake Anderson had to do? Did did Bonda have other offers, and so they basically had to give him a little bit more money and give him a better title to keep him here? Yeah, so uh, those are interesting. And, um, uh, you know, like, hey, you know, the football season is starting. Um, spring ball's a, a month or two away, so we're, we're yep. getting there. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're talking on February twelfth. Spring ball is a month and a half away. Yeah. So we've got that spring game coming up toward the end of March. Looking forward to that, and this is just going to be a lot, a lot of changes for this Utah State yes. football team. Um, we've talked about along the trenches, the offensive line, the defensive line, especially. But there's questions at the quarterback. There's questions at skill position. So there's a lot to pay attention to with Utah State football this off season. But it is the offseason for Utah State football, a team who it's not the offseason for after this last week, do they? No, they don't hope it's the offseason. A <laughs> couple of losses for Ryan Odom and the men's basketball team, a home loss against San Diego State early in the week. A home loss where they get, get they went 15 in the first half with a big halftime deficit. Um, they made it close at the end. This has been a similar story for yeah. Utah State all season long. You know, they they fall behind by double figures in so many of these losses, and you know, they, the Aggies made a game of it. I mean, they they certainly made a run. Before we even talk about the second half, 
were, were you able to see all of the the technicals and the the yeah, tension that like, arose midway through the first half. We almost had a, a death match between Ryan Odom and um, and the referee. Ryan Odom like, got pushed by a referee, yeah, right? Like I is, didn't see that wrong. Yeah, like I was like, I was like, okay, what's going on? Like they said, there was a low blow from San Diego State. Um, people are watching the replays, looking for the low blow. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but that game had a weird vibe all night long it because did. of the referee. Yes, um, and I mean, I don't know if it affected, it came, to, but like the, the Utah State had a shot. Yeah. They had a very good shot near the end. I mean, they were down one, 11 seconds left. Um, uh, they had time to get a, to get a shot off, and um, it wasn't a bad shot. It was a uh, um, it was Funk. No, it wasn't Funk. Oh it was, uh, man, uh, I can't even remember who ended up taking the last shot. But. Yeah, Funk was Funk was from San Diego, San Jose State, but um, yeah. So I mean, a, a nice little uh, you know free throw line jumper. I mean, fade away a little bit. It was a good shot. I mean, they had a shot to win at home. They, when you dig yourself 15-point holes, this is so hard to get out of. But yeah. they did fight that second half, but refereeing really did kind of really screw with the game uh, off text there. I think. Yeah, and I'm not typically a guy, and I'm not going to now, who will blame the refs. You know, I, I feel like you've got five guys on the floor. And so in, over the course of 40 minutes with those five players, no matter what combination it is over over that period of time, very, very rarely is a, a referee call to be blamed for a loss. There's so many other things that go into a basketball game. So I'm not, I'm not going to blame the officials or anything like this. But you know, we we look at this Aggie team and they they fall behind again by double figures. And depth has been a question that we've had all season long, all especially since Ryland Jones has gone down and been unavailable at the point guard position. And when you fall behind 15, you create so much more work for yourselves already. But then when you're limited at the point guard position, you've got Stephen Ashworth. He he played 36 minutes against um, San Diego State and then ended up playing. 38 minutes against San Jose State in that loss, but you just you're putting yourselves in a position where you're you're creating an environment where you're going to wear down more than you normally would because you're playing so many minutes and so many high intensity minutes. You know, it's yeah. not just it's it, when you're down by 15 with eight minutes left in the second half. It takes a lot of work to come back from something like that. And this is what we see from the Aggies in the second half is their offense wears down. Like, look at look at some of the numbers from San Jose State last night in the second half. San Utah Jose? State yeah. shoots 34.5% last night in the second half against San Jose State. 23% from the three-point line. That's a team, I look at those numbers, and that tells me it's a team with tired legs. I, I, I see a lot of Aggie fans who are just talking about how, like, they seem, you know, and this is not fair, but like this is what the fans feel. They seem disinterested in the game, or the, they thought the team felt disinterested in the game. So the energy wasn't there. The energy was just not there on the road. Uh, San, San Jose would have been a quad two win, mm-hmm. a Q two win um, uh, would have been really helpful for Utah State's at large chances. Yep, and not, that takes a huge hit. Um, I mean, again, the, the Aggies had another shot. Like this is crazy. Like they, they, Stephen Ashworth. Pulls up from three with like twenty seconds left. Stephen Ash, Splashworth, right? Okay, well, uh, let's talk about that final right. possession against San Jose State because the Aggies had two great shots from Stephen Ashworth. So, so Ashworth missed a contested shot top of the key. Mm-hmm. Dan Akin with an incredible hustle play able yep. to chase that ball down as it's going out of bounds. I don't know how he saved it personally, besides. Right. 
the fact that he actually saved it and threw a controlled pass yes. out to the top, finding Ashworth. The defense had yeah. completely Ashworth abandoned. Ashworth uh, pass up the shot, gave it to Funk in the corner? Yeah. Well, so so – I think I, if I remember right, no, yeah, Ashworth caught the pass from, from Funk. Mm-hmm. He was wide open. Defense comes flying at him. Ashworth kicks it into the corner to yep. Taylor Funk. And, Another and, great shot. Just yeah, just, and and but it's not over. It's not over there. They, exactly. They get the rebound. They foul. Like all right, so they send San Jose to the line. They're still down um, at this point. Um, uh, just. Uh, a couple points, one point, two points, two points. Uh, They're down three. They're down three. Yeah, da- down three points down the stretch. Down three. San Jose misses the two, two free throws. throws. So they get the rebound. Twelve seconds left. One timeout. All right. So you don't call timeout. That's fine. I, I don't mind well, the play call. And and Ryan Odom has talked in, in previous mm-hmm. games about his willingness to trust the guys on the floor in that scenario he wants them to come down and, and pressure and not have to call a timeout right. and so it wasn't a surprise to me that he did that what was a surprise to me it was this shot that ended up getting taken yeah, um, uh, I mean you, you watch it and it's really easy in hindsight but we're all watching it and I don't know if you saw what you said I know all of a sudden the studio were like what are you doing what kind of sh- what, what was that shot there was still like five seconds left and in game, it's a little bit harder to judge, but you know, once you get to this level, you gotta know how much twelve seconds is in your head. Yeah, and uh, you know, so he felt like he rushed it. Did he get fouled? Probably. Yeah, but uh, I would say know, no. I thought. I mean, I mean, I saw him like he got his hand hit. I mean, okay, but the quality of shot was just not good. You know, what bothered me about the shot was that he. He pump faked it. Mm-hmm. The defender came at him, and then he still took the shot. That's yeah. where I was bothered. If you personally, I'm of the belief in almost every scenario, you never take the shot that you just pump faked. If you if you offer a yeah. pump fake, you need to go to something else. Right. You know whether it's a step through. Yeah, in that scenario, he may have had the opportunity to try and jump into the defense. But I I thought the uh, San Jose State defender I can't remember the, the kid's name, but I thought he made a great play. Yeah. He he closed out. He stayed on his feet. He didn't jump. He got long. And Taylor Funk did you know yeah, as kinda, much kinda work him, so. for that blocked <laughs> shot as the defender did so, I, I it felt. was a, it was a, it was just like one of those like yeah what are you doing we we had no idea but so unfortunate i mean they they lose a quad 2 a quad 2 game that they could have used they're at large bid i mean is it gone it feels like it's gone uh, just for that large that was my first thought the, the first takeaway uh, as the clock hit zero last night is that this is an aggie team who We've talked about it. They're they're kind of they're right in the middle. They're the 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 bellwether in the Mountain West. You've mm-hmm. got the very yep. good teams in the conference. You've got Utah State, and then you've got the other teams in the conference. And my first thought as they they fall in, in San Jose was, this is a, the type of loss that just destroys your bubble. Unless you're going to make a serious run in the conference tournament. And at this point, if you're the Aggies, I know you've got Nevada at home. You've got Boise State at home. You've got a couple good quad one opportunities to get quad one wins still. But at this point with the... The losses that you have on your resume, this is a team who we've just seen it over and over, and the tournament committee is going to look at it as well. When the Aggies play a good team, they're never the better team on the floor. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna need a couple, like, they're probably going to need two upsets in the Mount West tournament to really— Easily. I think you have to make a run yeah. to the title game to give yourself a shot. 
an at-large. At an at-large. Yeah, so. But even then, I I think the Aggies have put themselves in a position where they're on the outside looking in unless they win that automatic bid. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, we'll see. I mean, um, uh, it's, it's, it's hard. Like, there are games that we're like, all right, cool, this, this Aggie team can do it. But then there are there are just as equally as many games as like what are you guys doing out there? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an, it's unfortunate and it's hard. I, again, depth depth is a huge yeah. issue. Um, they don't know who their their two or three guys are going to be every every game. You know, you know Bear still steps up sometimes. Uh, Funk had a really good start to the year, but he's um, uh, he's waned in the, in the yeah. last couple couple weeks. Um, uh, so like, who's going to be who's going to go along with Stephen Ashworth to help this team out? And you know, last night as I was watching the second half of that game, watching the final couple minutes when Omari Moore was the uh, the guy for San Jose State who really just took control of the game off the dribble and forced the action and ended up getting the Spartans to win. And Omari Moore's game, his style of play as I was watching that, is exactly what the Aggies don't have. They have they have an incredible team attack, they, their ability to move the ball, to find the open shooter, to to do all of the right things on the basketball court. They're well coached. You can see it watching them. But when the offense breaks down, and this is why I think the Aggies so consistently this season have gone through long stretches, you know, four, five, six minutes where they're not scoring because they don't have anybody on this roster who can create off the dribble with any consistency they don't have anybody who can put the defense on their heels and force the defense to either foul or give up a good shot and that's what's killing utah state down the stretch they're getting behind in these games and again they're they're a good team you can see how effective they are offensively as five guys but when a couple shots start stop falling or one thing that's really stood out to me consistently this year is if defenses get physical against the Aggies, if they body up Ashworth on the perimeter a little bit, you know, you buy, you can body Max Shulga, Bearstow, the Aggies get thrown out of their game. And without having that one guy who can just say, give me the ball, I'll create it, you're, yeah. you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball every single night. I mean, San Jose was, San Jose was tough. I mean, they're, but they're, they're right, they're, they're below Utah State. Yes. Um, in, in that you know line demarcation that we made for uh, the Mount West, um, and yeah, like San Jose is tough, but I mean San Jose has, has had a couple good wins. Unfortunately, like, the best win Utah's had this year is New Mexico, and there then New Mexico's dropped. Um, uh, New Mexico's fallen games. off yeah, a lot so, in conference, and so they, that that's hurt their, their resume too. So um, yeah, I mean it's gonna be tough. I mean if if the Aggies get uh, a healthy Ryland Jones back, we'll see. Uh, but right now, it's going to take them um, uh, a, a lot of luck for them to um, uh, really. I, I don't know. Maybe tournament time, it's smart. The Marsh Madness for a reason. Um, uh, you know, we see teams do this all the time. Like, they, they, I, if you told me that they made a run and um, uh, and win a title game, I can see that. Um, uh, but you know, they're, they're going to need a lot of help to to really get to that that, that level where you feel confident uh, watching their games. Yep. Um, uh, from from the the opening tip off to the end, so and and I'm trying to temper myself because it can be easy to lose sight of how well they've played this season right. when when they've gone through two close losses like that, a couple of games that you feel like bounce goes this way, bounce goes that way. This is a two and zero stretch for the Aggies, and and we're singing a completely different tune. So I don't want to act like we're chicken little and the right. sky is I mean, falling. San Diego State's probably the top yeah. of the conference, you, right? You but can absolutely had, excuse the yeah. the loss to the Aztecs. It hurts that it's at home. Yeah. But, but the Aztecs also um, they, they've had a couple hiccups too. 
But um, you can't go down to San Jose yeah. State and lose that game if you are an NCAA tournament yeah, team. So. You just can't do that. I mean, they got two big. They got big ones coming up, especially next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Nevada, J.C. Carroll's retirement. Yeah, prior to that, so Air Force coming in on yep. Tuesday. That's a that's a game the Aggies should win. They oh, beat Air Force by sh- twelve at their place. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah. just been a struggle. Air Force doesn't have a lot of depth this season, so that game's Tuesday, Valentine's Day. Oh, there you February go, February fourteenth. So bring, bring uh, your lovers out there. Grab the, the loved lo- one. Lo- go to the Spectrum, <laughs> and then uh, Saturday. February 18th, Nevada coming into town. Really big game, but even more so for the Utah State community, that's the J.C. Carroll yep. jersey retirement ceremony yes. that night. We, we, we should have a J.C. participate in all-star drills because uh, <laughs> it's an all-star Saturday. So. <laughs> Um, I, I was I saw uh, JC posted something the other day that he had a, an opportunity to sit down and talk with Dwayne Wade. Oh, and he boldly declared, and I think fairly told Dwayne, just so you know, you're probably the second best shooter in the room right now. <laughs> and and Dwayne apparently responded with, along the lines of, "I'm I'm a ball player." Right, right. Like I mean, I mean, if Ryan Smith, <laughs> if Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade could have um, a shooting contest. Uh, I, I believe it, JC. I believe it. So, <laughs> uh, who you wanted to talk about? Gymnastics yeah, had a tough a, home meet against really, Boise State. Really weird. Like you know, like Utah State. We talked. You know, we talked to Coach uh, White. I'm a preseason or I'm a earlier this uh, season. Um, talked about like the things they were going to go through. You know, getting a new coach, losing half their roster. So you know, more so, than some, half the roster, yeah, right? Like so, so, some losses. Not really a surprise. Like. Gymnastics is not really about wins or losses, but they scored a 193, which is just really 193 point, you know, whatever. 193, but, I've got it right in front of me. 193.325 against Boise State's 196.075. Oh, well, 196.075 is actually not that It's that not high. a great yeah, score, it's not no. a high score, but um, uh, to be beat by almost three points, um, things and so we have to do a little deep dive what happened they started the they started the meet with uh with a few injuries already they, so the Aggies came into this meet with like the bare minimum number right. of gymnasts available yes. right they were shorthanded um they were going to run one of the rotations the four rotation with only five gymnasts which um if you follow gymnastics some uh usually teams run six because you drop one score so if you run five you automatically take all five scores you don't get the lowest score so if you have a fall or whatever, yes, whatever then you yes. have to you yes. absorb that. And so uh, they do that. But then, um, uh, my goodness, on floor warm-ups, they have a gymnast go down with an injury. And so they have to throw somebody else in. And just, it just it was one of these, like, you see 193, you're like, whoa. So that's like scoring 60 in an NBA game nowadays. You yeah. Know? It's just like, you're like, what happened here? Um, so, you know, they, they fought hard. Coach White talks about, you know, hey, you know, there's adversity. But you have to fight through it, and I'm sure they they did the best they can. So it's not a criticism. It's just this is one of these like weird courts that you won't see. It might be the lowest score in the NCAA all year. Like I, I, I doubt we'll see another score that's like 193. 193 is low, uh, but a, but it does highlight some people that stepped up though. Yeah, as I was looking through this this event and writing a recap for it yesterday, um, one name that stood out to me actually going to be my Scotsman of the week. Very so good. maybe I'll I'll jump the gun Let's on that it. one. It, yeah. But uh, freshman Avery Bibby. And it, this is a, a gymnast who had competed in only I think, bars, right? Only, only bars previously, yes. and because of the, the injury and warm ups, she was forced into competition and ends up competing in 
two events and then doing an exhibition and a third yes. event. Yeah. And so so Bibby finishes seventh on bars and uh, the first time ever doing a floor routine finishes 11th. But just just the way that Bibby was able to step up and yeah. my team needs me, I, I'm ready. This is like, um, I remember years ago in the playoffs when uh, uh, Memo Kerr got hurt. Um, uh, somebody else was in foul trouble. Memo against the Nuggets when he tore his yeah, yeah, Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Like, Why you got to bring that and up? Fasenko, Fasenko's you know the twelfth man on the Gorilla bench. Gorilla Fasenko. Yeah, you know, just looks down the bench and goes, "Well, who else is left?" And he goes, "Oh, it's me." And uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's I mean, a good Fasenko impression. Right, yes. <laughs> so yeah, so um, she gets a step up, um, which is great because like I mean, it happens. Like you know, gymnastics. You know, it's, it's a tough sport on your body. Uh, people have gotten hurt in war with them. Hopefully, it's not a serious injury. Uh, but uh, you know that that is hard. To, like say, all right, cool. This is what I do. I, I do bars. So you're focused. You know, you do that. I mean, you probably practice routines all week. Uh, but like, if you know that you're a bar specialist, all right, cool. I'm gonna do bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, to be able to come in and go from one. And I mean, she did an exhibition, so she probably had the exhibition. You know, lost away. But you're going from doing one event to three events. Uh, you know, there's fatigue. Um, uh, there's a reason why there's not a lot of like uh, Cal in the Pac-12, they have five girls doing the all like, the all around, which is all four events, and that's how tiring could that be? So, that's wild. You know, so you know, even just like adding another event and I'm um, coming in, stepping up when your number is called. So you don't see it all the time in gymnastics, but it's nice to see that. Like I'm, um, uh, hey, like oh, <laughs> like um, you know, you'll see in gymnastics, but they'll usually have a backup. But the fact that you're the backup's backup. I'm yep. like, oh, okay, well, yeah, now it's go time. So, Yeah, so I great to see Bibby be able to step up like that, and I, I wonder if that's going to you know, give her some more opportunities going yes. forward. You know, obviously, we don't know what the injury status yes. is um, as, as the Aggies take on. I believe they ta- they face Southern Utah at home next. It's yeah. two straight home meets, so those, Southern those, Utah. Uh, the Flippin' Birds. The Flippin' Birds. <laughs> it's such a good name. Such a good name. But, yeah, I it's it's a tough environment and you know beyond just the energy that that takes to mm-hmm. to do those extra events think about the the mental fortitude that it takes yeah, she's probably done some floor routines in practice. Right, but when right. is the last time yeah. Bibby did a floor routine in front of a crowd? Yeah, this, when yeah. is the last time she did it yeah. in competition? Com- it's totally different, different yeah. in competition versus in practice. The environment, night and day. Well, Brian, if I'm uh, you know if you don't have anything else, I have a question for you. Here. Uh, where can we listen to this? Where, where, like, where do I tell my friends to listen to the Scotsman? Well, if you want to listen to the Scotsman, you can find it really anywhere that uh, major co- pod catchers <laughs> hang on to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like a dream catcher. Yeah. It's it's a net type of an apparatus. Yes, that's right, that's right. a more right. more but or less a, how I envision yeah. the internet. Yeah. But you can find it Apple Podcasts. You can mm-hmm. find it uh, Spotify. But the best place to find it kslsports.com. Or the kslsports.com app. The new KSL Sports new, app. New KSL improved. Sorry, Sports. Sorry. New and improved. Yes. Or improved and new. Either one. It's not quite new. It's improved. Well, it's improved. I'm going to call it new because <laughs> yeah. the old app was, right. so, was negligible in usability. Yes. Forget so. the old app. Throw that old app. Get the new and improved KSL Sports app. You can find um, uh, KSL Sports live stuff on there. You can find kslsports.com articles on there. All the podcasts. I mean, Scott's Radio Man, shows, right? podcasts. Radio shows. Uh, Kessel Sports Zone, so um, it's all on there, so check it out. Yeah, a lot of great stuff. Who do you have a Scotsman of the Week? 
Uh, no, I think I'm, uh, you know Avery was a was a good choice. Let's just stick with that. Let's uh, let's not muddle the waters there. So. I like it. Where can they find you on the social media blogo Twitter uh, sphere? Do yeah, I sound exactly. old when I say that? No, that, that that's the, I, you know, I don't know. Well, that's funny things. Like, like Twitter is like the new old thing now, right? So it's all Twitter's like, dying, and type, I love yeah, it. It is dying. It's oh, fantastic. Uh, but uh, until it dies, <laughs> follow me at Who Superman. H U U T R A N Superman. That's H U U T R A N Superman. And you can follow me, Brian Priest, on Twitter at bpriest24. That's at B-P-R-E-E-C-E-24. I think it might even be the same thing on Instagram. There and See, there's a chance I'm going to start using go. that more. We got to. We got to get back there. We got to start <laughs> doing reels, man. So, who um, have you uh, have you found out if you're going to be able to go up to the J.C. Carroll retirement game? You know, let's let's go let's go find it right now. Let's go get some food. I like let's it. Let's go find out. <laughs> I like it. I will be in the house on Tuesday night for Utah State men's basketball against Air Force. And uh, all the spring sports are going on right now. Men's and women's tennis. You got women's basketball. Um, indoor track and field have some going on. And then the softball team got started with five games over the weekend. So, uh Spring sports in full bloom for Utah State. Thanks for listening to The Scotsman.